0: Well, it is uh, Passover. I, I said at the very beginning of the service that this is uh, Shabbat Hagadol, right? Uh, and and uh, according to the rabbis, it was on uh, the Shabbat uh, of the original Passover when they would uh, take those lambs. You know how it says in Exodus chapter 12, that they would take the lambs, uh, keep them for four days. On the 10th of the month, they would take the lambs, right? Well, according to uh, the tradition, that uh, the 10th of the month was on a Shabbat. Uh, and, uh, and so this day has uh, come to be recognized as Shabbat Hagadol. And again, sort of like the, uh, on this Shabbat being dedicated to uh, Passover. Uh, and uh, no better way for us to... Uh, be thinking about Passover than uh, to have Messiah's table, right? Uh, as we engage uh, God uh, in uh, this rite that was initiated by Yeshua at Passover uh, and is all about Passover. And I wanted just to begin uh, today uh, by uh, noting that I noticed that several articles have been written in one in a Jewish uh, periodical and one in a Christian periodical uh, about Passover and uh, this uh, phenomenon one might say looking at things horizontally, you know uh, this phenomenon of Christian embracing Christian embracement of the Passover right uh, and uh, and why is that and is it a good thing in, uh, in the Jewish world is, is it a good thing right that's like the question so is uh, very interesting. Uh, and uh, 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 all I'll say, uh, for, well, let me say this, that the people writing them, of course, are people that are not Messiah followers. So needless to say, uh, if you are not a believer in Yeshua, uh, you know, it's understandable to say, for, you know, that, or, uh, it's not surprising, I guess, is a better way to say it. That people would say, oh, that can't be, uh, a, uh, he never really celebrated Passover, never really had a Seder, this came later on. And so why would that surprise us that uh, people writing those articles who are not, be- Jewish people, Jewish leaders that are not believers would come to that conclusion? That should not surprise us. What should surprise us is that Christianity Today would publish an article like that. But that's another story, Okay. <laughs> Uh, uh and you can quote me on that okay yes uh really quite interesting now uh, the other periodical the Jewish forward right if you're Jewish you, you know uh, uh, if you grew up Jewish and you had Jewish grandparents you probably have a memory of them reading this Yiddish newspaper called the Farvard, <laughs> okay and uh, it, it's it's an old paper it's amazing that now it is like uh, thanks to the internet, has has a whole new life. Uh, very interesting. So, the foreword had this Jewish newspaper had this article, uh, of course, written by a Jewish person, and of course, concluding that oh, you know, uh, Yeshua didn't celebrate Passover and all that, that. That we can understand that you know that part we we, we can get, but there were two other things in this uh, Jewish uh, newspaper the foreword, about that Passover, that we need to be aware of. Because I agreed with the article more than I disagreed with the article. In other words, I didn't agree with the conclusion of the article. Certainly not at all. But some of the reasons that brought them to that conclusion, we need to understand. One is uh, you had anecdotal stories of famous Christian TV personalities saying things like, Passover is a Christian holiday, you know? So what does that mean to a Jewish person or a Jewish hearer of that? It means that, oh, you are replacing the Jewish entire history with a Christian history and taking our holiday and basically hijacking it and making it into something making it into something else. They're not receiving, oh, the Jew that Yeshua was Jewish and this was a Jewish holiday, and we're participating in it. No, it is, in other words, it's not a Jewish holiday, it's a Christian holiday. Thinking like institution of Christianity has a holiday that used to be Jewish, right? That's a problem, okay? That is not a good testimony. That is on the ground, you know, how we use this term, uh, replacement theology, Well, that's on the ground. That's exactly uh, how that that understanding is understood. But then there's another thing. Sometimes well-meaning Christians who understand the Jewish heritage of the faith and well-meaning Messianic Jews will take holy Jewish objects uh, and ceremonies and will just, say, play around with them a little bit and do things that in the Jewish community would seem like it's ignorant. Like, for example, in this article, they talked about a well-known Messianic Jew who was uh, celebrating Passover with a bunch of people and blowing a shofar at the Seder. That is not a good testimony. Not a good testimony. Sometimes people feel, well, this is my right. I am a uh, believer And now, uh, because I'm a believer in the Messiah of Israel, I have the right to uh, observe the feasts and festivals of Israel uh, any way that I want. And that is not a good attitude uh, to have. And it is a very poor testimony uh, to the Jewish community. And that's exactly what came out of that article. And to me, after reading it, it kind of validated who we are who are careful uh, in uh, understanding that we live in the Jew- we live in the Jewish community and we desire to, yes, fill up our traditions with Yeshua and uh, you know, celebrate uh, them the, the holidays with Yeshua at the center, but, but in a way uh, that is authentic uh, in the Jewish world because people are watching. And it's very important, uh, a very important part of our testimony in the Jewish community, uh, you know, to uh, celebrate things in the right way, uh, yet, of course, having Yeshua as, uh, as the center. So I thought that was uh, kind of uh, interesting. In, the, uh, in this uh, article also from the Jewish Forward, they mention the Messianic Jewish movement. And quoted, uh, uh, you know, Mitch Glazer from Chosen People Ministries. And that's kind of interesting, I thought. Uh, Also, uh, describing the Messianic Jewish community as a bridge to introduce uh, Jewish holidays and customs and the Jewish heritage and essence of the faith to the Christian world. Uh, And uh, while the typical reader, probably 99% of the readers may read that and say, oh, those Messianic Jews, I look at that and say, oh, those Messianic Jews, you know? So uh, I think that's, you know, that's fine. But we have a responsibility if we are, if we are indeed bringing this message to the Christian world, we need to bring it in the right way. Uh, when, and we need to communicate it in, in a way that is edifying uh, in the Jewish world and to all of us who believe. Very, very important. So I thought it was rather interesting that you had these two articles in two, um, a major Christian periodical and a major Jewish periodical uh, about uh, Passover. And it just goes to show you the importance of Passover, right? Right? Uh, And how important it is uh, indeed uh, for us. You know, in the uh, Gospel of Luke, in the uh, 22nd chapter, beginning in the 14th verse, it says, uh, And when the hour had come, he reclined at the table and the apostles with him. And he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say to you, I shall never eat it it again until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And when he had taken a cup and given thanks, he said, take this and share it amongst yourselves. For I say to you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine from now on until the kingdom of God comes. And when he had taken some of the bread and given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup after they had eaten, uh, saying, this cup which is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. Uh, and so it's important for us to understand, yes, Yeshua did indeed celebrate Passover. It was Passover. Uh, and, uh, and he takes the elements of the Passover, and he is uh, taking them and pointing them to himself. Now, when he says here, when he says here, "Do this in remembrance of me," uh, that does, he's not also saying, "And forget everything you've ever understood about Passover." Okay, that's not what he means. When he's saying, "Do this in remembrance of me," he is saying, "Take everything that you know about Passover and remember that. Remember how God brought us out of Egypt." But I want you to understand that that deliverance uh, is being effectuated ultimately through me. And so therefore, remember me. It's not, a, it's not uh, you know, we either remember the Egyptian exodus or we remember Yeshua. No, we are remembering that God is indeed the deliverer. He is the deliverer. Uh, and the exodus is the paradigm of deliverance. And over and over and over again, in the Scriptures, God says, Don't forget what I did for you when I brought you by the hand and led you out of the land of Egypt. When you read the Psalms, especially like 102 through 107, you read about how glorious it was that God parted the Red Sea. And don't forget it. Uh, When the Jewish people first entered the land, one of the things they did is celebrate Passover. Passover. When Josiah found the book of the law, they celebrated Passover. When Hezekiah brings his reforms and invites unity between the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom, what does he do? They celebrate the Passover. And it is no coincidence uh, that in the Gospels, we constantly are reading about Passover. We read about other uh, uh, holidays. We read about Sukkot, absolutely, and all that. But Passover seems to be front and center. Not only that, but even in the letters in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, Messiah is our Passover, sacrificed for us. And so Passover has this uh, unique uh, role uh, to play. Now today we're having Messiah's table. Uh, And uh, and of course that means that uh, just like we do whenever we have Messiah's table, we are in a sense uh celebrating passover. we're celebrating the deliverance that God has uh given to us focusing on uh messiah Yeshua okay uh, now this week's torah portion is called Tzav, right and it's as I said earlier it's about the commands given to the priests about the uh about the um uh, the sacrifices. So it's, a, it's an interesting question to ask. How does the Passover sacrifice fit in to the sacrifices? You know, to the sin offering, the trespass offering, the meal offering, this offering, that offering. How does the Passover offering fit, in, fit into that? Okay? Uh, and what I would uh, uh, suggest uh, is that if it does indeed fit in, It is very similar to the todah offering, the thank offering. Uh, And uh, just a couple of verses in this week's uh, portion, in Leviticus chapter 7, beginning in verse uh, 11, it says, Now this is the law of the sacrifice of peace offerings, which shall be presented to the Lord. If If he offers it by way of thanksgiving, todah, then along with the sacrifice of thanksgiving he shall offer unleavened cakes, mixed with oil and unleavened wafers, spread with oil, and cakes of well stirred fine flour mixed with oil. With the sacrifice of his peace offering for thanksgiving he shall present it, present his offering with cakes of unleavened bread. Okay? Uh, and then it goes on to say, and of this he shall present one of every offering as a contribution to the Lord. It shall belong to the priest who sprinkles the blood of the peace offerings. Now, as for the flesh of the sacrifice of his thanksgiving peace offerings, it shall be eaten on the day of his offering. He shall not leave any of it over until morning. That's pretty interesting. Shall not leave any of it over till morning. Eat unleavened bread. Do the sacrifice. Give thanks. Right? That is very similar to the Pesach uh, offering. In fact, uh, we won't take the time now, but I sure will take the time Tuesday night at our Seder uh, to point out in Exodus chapter 12 uh, that it it tells us there that the uh, Pesach is a sacrifice to the Lord. And what we're supposed to do is pass it on to the next generation and tell the next generation what God did for us. In other words, an offering of thanksgiving. It's clearly what it is to to us, an offering of thanksgiving. It is a holy meal. It's not just having the seder, you know. Uh, it's a holy meal of thanksgiving, uh, sharing, you know, eating a meal with others uh, in the presence uh, of God, and. Uh, Just like with the sacrifices, the sacrifices, if you remember from last week's Darash, last week's Darash, they're just dead animals unless the priest uh, takes the blood and appropriates it correctly, and the animal is appropriated correctly, and the heart of the offerer is correct. That's why you read in places like Isaiah chapter 1 that God did not care about the sacrifices. They were just dead animals to him. Why? Because the heart of the offerer was not not right. See? Uh, And and so it is very important when we come to Passover uh, that we recognize that we are in the presence of God. And what God really wanted from the Jewish people in those offerings was engagement. Engagement with the people. Okay, He did not need. It was not feed the gods that was the pagan offerings okay this was god this was god's way of having the people engage him may i suggest that in light of those offerings that we read about in this week's torah portion and in light of the passover that when we come to messiah's table what yeshua desires when he says remember me he's not saying remember what i did or just remember uh, your theology I, or, uh, you know, remember uh, uh, the symbolism of the Passover. He's saying, remember me, engage me, when that remembering is not just simply having knowledge of what had happened. What Yeshua is saying, I want you to engage me at the Passover Seder. Why? Because he is indeed the king. Because he is indeed the Lord, and he is the one who delivers And that is what Yeshua is bringing out. The Lamb didn't deliver the people. God delivered the people. Yeshua is the very enfleshment or incarnation of God. He delivers the people. And so at Passover, He wants us to remember His history of deliverance. But recognizing that Yeshua, the Messiah, has come to give us the ultimate deliverance. That is what He has promised Israel and the nations. And that is indeed who Yeshua is. And the day will come when we will share a Seder that we read about in the book of Revelation, right? We'll share a Seder, a Seder with, with the Lord uh, in that day uh, of, uh, of, of, of um, uh, consummation, you know? But until then, we come together at Passover and whenever we have what we call Messiah's table and we remember the deliverance of God. We remember God's history of deliverance. We remember the Passover. We remember Yeshua. Yeshua is our Passover sacrificed for us. So I'm going to ask those who are serving Messiah's table to come up at this time. And what we're going to do is uh, we'll distribute uh, the matzah and the cups. And then you want to hold on to them, okay? Uh, and then when everybody has Uh, Then uh, we will uh, partake together uh, and we'll be all set. Okay, let's pray. Lord God, thank you, Lord, uh, for your deliverance. Thank you, Lord, that actually from the Garden of Eden you brought deliverance. Lord, thank you that you did not destroy uh, Adam and Eve. But Lord, you put them outside of the Garden so that they would not eat from the tree of life uh, and never have the opportunity for redemption. Lord, thank you, God, that you did not destroy the world when you found uh, Noah. Thank you, Lord, that even at the uh, Tower of Babel, when you scattered the people abroad, that was for the purposes of, ultimately, of redemption, and that you did not destroy us. Thank you that you raised up Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the sons of Jacob, Lord. And thank you that Israel is with us to this day. And thank you that in the midst of Israel, you raised up uh, Yeshua, the Messiah, and thank you, Lord, that even to this day you are faithful to your people Israel and you continue to deliver us. And as Messiah followers, you continue to deliver us. Thank you, God, for that ongoing deliverance. And truly, just as our worship, our singing is a thank offering unto you, so our partaking physically of the, of the matzah and the cup uh, is, a, is a physical way of us engaging you. Lord, and and we thank you, God, for that. Uh, And God, may uh, this uh, holy time, Lord, make a difference uh, in our lives as we engage you this morning. We pray in Messiah's name. Amen. And so as you hear the music and as uh, we uh, distribute the bread and the uh, cups, let's be thinking about how God has indeed delivered us in all kinds of ways in our lives. Let us confess our sins. Let us be right before God as we partake. You know, meals have always played a very important part in our, in our worship. There are some very significant meals in the Bible. I mentioned one that we read about in the future, the book of Revelation. But there were other significant meals. Even have been going all the way back to the book of Genesis, when Abraham hosts uh, his visitors, they share a meal. And then uh, just before Moses goes up, Moses goes up to uh, receive the uh, Ten Commandments. That there, there's a meal that uh, he shares, and it says that he shares that meal with with others and and with God. And it's also interesting that in the um, in, in the tabernacle and in the temple, the priests had uh, the showbread uh, that that would be eaten. And all of it, what it all has in common is it is all about engaging God. It wasn't about what the bread is made of or, you know, what, the, what is the alcoholic content of the cup, okay? Uh, uh, but it's about engaging God. And that is what God desires for us to do at Passover, to engage him. And that's what he desires for us to do uh, right now, uh, is to engage him, to, to know him better, to be ever more thankful, to be closer to the Lord. And so as we say our um, uh, prayers over the matzah and over the cup, may we be thankful. So rather than quoting the same text over and over again about, you know, we know Yeshua took the cup and we know that he, he took the bread, but let's just pray this way. Lord God, we thank you, God, for Yeshua, our Messiah. We thank you, Lord, for our uh, deliverance. We thank you, Lord, that you have guided our whole life journey and that you have been delivering us long before we ever even acknowledged your presence or your, your kingship or your lordship. But thank you that you have loved us so much that even without us recognizing it, you, you have guided and directed our lives. So first, Lord, we thank you, God, uh, that you sent Yeshua into this world as a human being who lived in this world as a Jewish man and interacted with people and taught your word. Uh, and then suffered as part of that atonement, and then died on that tree. Lord, taking our sins upon. We thank you for that in Yeshua's name. Amen. Let's partake of the matzah. And Lord, we thank you for the shed blood of Messiah Yeshua. Lord, we know that the blood of bulls and goats cannot take away sins. And the blood of all those offerings in the portion of called sav in Leviticus cannot take away sins. But, Lord, we know that only your blood, only through the death of Yeshua, are our sins removed. But as we remember this cup, Lord, may we remember that blood is is also a symbol of life, and that you, through the death of Yeshua, you have given us life in the resurrection. And so, Lord, we thank you, God, that you came into this world, Yeshua. You lived, you suffered, you died, and you rose again. We give you thanks, Lord, for your life, and we pray in Messiah's name. Let us partake. You know, one of my favorite meal narratives, <gasps> okay, is in um, Isaiah chapter 25. Okay, and I just want to read a couple of verses, say a couple of words, and then we'll be we'll be done. In uh, Isaiah chapter 25, this is part of what uh, some people would refer to as an, uh, um, a miniature uh, apocalypse. Uh, A miniature uh, statement of the future in the book of Isaiah. In verse 6 it says, And the Lord of hosts will prepare a lavish banquet for all peoples on this mountain, a banquet of aged wine, choice pieces with marrow, and refined aged wine. And on this mountain he will swallow up the covering which is over all peoples, even the veil which is stretched over over all nations. He will swallow up death for all time, and the Lord God will wipe tears away from all faces. He will remove the reproach of his people from all the earth, for the Lord has spoken. And it will be said in that day, behold, this is our God for whom we have waited, that he might save us. This is the Lord for whom we have waited. Let us rejoice and be glad in his salvation. Wow, I can't wait for that meal. Right? What a marvelous time that is. And may uh, our uh, participation in Messiah's table give us just a little taste of that meal. And may our Seder, uh, hopefully, if you're having a home Seder tomorrow, uh, Monday night, certainly, and our Seder, uh, community Seder on Tuesday night, really give us a taste of what it means to be filled up, to be filled up, satisfied, uh, sharing with others uh, about the deliverance that we have. We all have a Passover story to tell, right? We have our own personal deliverance in Messiah Yeshua. We have our communal deliverance in Messiah Yeshua. And we have our ethnic peoplehood deliverance in Messiah Yeshua. There's a lot to talk about. Right and a lot to rejoice in, and so may it be a rich celebration. And I hope that this morning, as we have heard uh, from Dan and Melissa, you know, beautiful, beautiful uh, music, and and uh, and worship words, and hearing the Torah, and all and and singing songs, all of us from our music uh, uh, group, our worship team and then participating in Messiah's table and hearing about it. May it be a rich experience, and may this, this experience carry us over into this coming uh, week as we are ever thankful, and may we really offer a Todah uh, offering uh, to the Lord as we celebrate Passover. Let's pray. Lord uh, God, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for Messiah Yeshua. Thank you, Lord, that Passover is not just an event that took place 5,000 years ago for which we want to remember, but thank you that we experience it every day of our lives. Lord, I pray that we would clean out the old leaven of our lives so that we might be a new lump, just as we are, in fact, unleavened in Messiah Yeshua, for Yeshua, Messiah Yeshua is our Passover sacrificed for us. Lord, may we continue to celebrate the feast, not with the old leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Lord, thank you for Yeshua, our Pesach. We pray in his name.